Hello and welcome to Take My Advice, I'm Not Using It. My name's Ollie Henderson and this is episode number 17 of this podstorm. Thanks for all the great feedback so far. I think both my observation and yours is quite how similar things were back when I wrote these original newsletters to as they are today. In many ways, it feels like things haven't moved at all. And yet at the same time, the idea of working remotely, at least, has become normal. Now, today's episode recalls a newsletter in which, as I often try to do, focused on an optimistic angle, specifically new ways of working, including micro-entrepreneurship and the unbundling of work from traditional employment. I hope you enjoy. As we retreat once more to our homes, you can't move for opinions on what the absence of people means to the future of offices and to work in general. While I share the concerns of many about the short-term economic effects of a return to lockdown, I can also see opportunities in amongst the doom and gloom. In particular, the growth of business models that support micro-entrepreneurship. With some imagination and innovation, we have the chance to reconfigure our understanding of what work is, and in the process, unbundle it from the traditional view of employment to create something more positive for our personal and work lives. We've traditionally viewed organisations one-dimensionally, as hierarchical and representing a fixed social contract between employees and employees. In the future, which is metaphorically at least, approaching much more quickly as a result of COVID, organisational structures will change, becoming far more fluid, both in the ways employees work through flexible time and location, but also in the makeup of the workforce. Previously, the consensus was that the knowledge economy is not suited to a decentralised model for a few key reasons, often related to assimilation into the company culture and performance assessment. Some organisations struggle to adapt internal metrics to an outsourced resource. However, we're now accustomed to seeing roles like developers and project managers working for more than one business simultaneously, and what will emerge over the coming years is a general acceptance of knowledge workers bringing their unique skills and expertise to multiple companies at the same time. As I wrote in Future Work Life 5, I also expect it to become far more commonplace for senior executives to bring strategic and operational expertise to more than one organisation, what I call sea-lancing. Indeed, I am now sea-lancing myself since recently taking on a CEO role with a data and technology consultancy. In this scenario, job titles like Chief Executive Officer, Chief Strategy Officer, Chief Culture Officer become less important than the value exchange specific abilities. To this end, we may see more than one person notionally working in these roles since their skills complement one another. For example, leading company culture may require distinct specialisms in both strategic leadership and skills training. As I've observed firsthand over the past few months, there are frequently business cases for C-level expertise on a part-time basis. With the C-Lancer model, the organisation can tap into an individual's superpowers which, while carrying an appropriate premium, remain economical for the business who don't have to shell out for a full-time employee. As an aside, while it may seem an unusual idea now, I can also envisage separate but non-competitive businesses pooling their resources together to share skills. A financial services firm needs a chief data officer experienced at integrating business intelligence tools, for example, and second someone with the relevant experience from a media company for a couple of days a week. The perfect balance of value for an organisation offers a combination of the competitive fees available from solo consultants with the low transaction costs associated with working with a larger firm. Hence the growth of digital platforms offering the aggregation of high-skilled work 
making it easier for businesses to source validated experts. Aside from the demand side benefits, these platforms can also help freelancers or sealancers by replacing some of the bundled support services and infrastructure that a traditional employer typically provides. Of particular interest to me is the growth of vertical specific platforms, which create products for specific industries. Lee Jin has written extensively and insightfully about this topic, highlighting their ability to, and I quote, expand the market of workers who can participate in a particular industry by honing in on and removing the obstacles for prospective workers. Many vertical specific platforms support productizing knowledge or skills in new ways, thereby normalizing and broadening new paths to work. In other words, a vertical focus can unlock productivity and economic value, turning non-producers into producers. End quote. Take marketing and advertising, for example. Even in the best of times, agencies experience fluctuations in demand for the time of team members across different departments and job functions. A backdrop of uncertainty in ad spend over the past six months exacerbates the problem. Earlier in the week, I spoke to Adadop founder Alex Harris. She's identified this pain point and is creating a platform that allows agencies to update and reallocate their human capital in real time to other client teams, offices or partner agencies. As a result, there's less downtime and significant improvements in client services and campaign delivery. She told me that in the past, team leaders have had to just put up with pressures on internal capacity. Agencies have always planned for the average resource requirement, and that's not how things work in practice. Instead, there are some times that teams are stretched to breaking point, and others when there's not enough work to go around. If agencies can cross-optimise, they can achieve substantial efficiency gains and deliver better campaigns for their clients. End quote. I also caught up with Stefan Bardega, co-founder of Traction this week, to discuss the changing economics of the client-agency relationship. He explained that he sees, I quote, this shit fest leading to breakthrough innovation in work as business and talent are forced to behave more dynamically, end quote. Traction works with advertisers directly to diagnose their requirements for growth marketing resources, verify the requisite skills of freelancers, and then match the two together. As well as providing a virtual network of individuals and teams for brands, their platform smooths the process of communication and tracks performance using an analytics dashboard. Like Adadot, Traction's model supports the ability of individuals with in-demand digital marketing skills to monetize their time effectively. Importantly for Stefan, it also reflects the reality that clients don't buy agencies, they buy the talent that works there. Exciting models now exist across numerous industries, features of which often include aggregation and discovery tools. And the aim of many is to keep as much money in the pockets of the talent as possible. Brain Trust is a non-profit owned by its users, the freelancers via a cryptocurrency token. Rather than involve any of the parties skimming a margin off the top of recruitment costs, Brain Trust directly connects candidates and employers by creating a structure based on the Brain Trust token. According to co-founder and CEO Adam Jackson, the token allows users to set governance parameters for the platform and is paid out based on actions such as a successful referral. It's not a financial token. It's not meant to be monetized. You can use it to decide what the rules are, like should we let people in with this qualification or should we go into this category? Or what fees should we charge clients and talent? End quote. And in what you might call an example of rebundling work, Smart is taking the concept in yet another direction. The nonprofit describes itself as a co-op platform that enables workers, entrepreneurs and organisations to invoice, to work together with other professionals and to manage a budget on an occasional or a long-term basis. 
In short, providing the tools for individuals with a similar ethos and approach to team up and deliver quality work without the worry of administrative headaches common to freelancer life. Amid all the uncertainty in the world, there's plenty of innovation taking place that will ultimately contribute towards a positively empowered economy in the future. I, for one, consider this as a definite reason for optimism. Thanks for listening today, both to me and my two-year-old screaming outside my door, and I'll see you again here tomorrow.